Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to be able to preach and teach to you today. And as we open up God's Word, I'm real excited that we are beginning a new series in Psalms. And we're going to look at a few of these Psalms together. You know, you may have heard of the phrase, there's an app for that, talking about the apps that are available on your iPhone or on your tablet. And I have a ton of apps. They're really, really useful. And there really is an app for just about anything. And when I think of Psalms, I really think that there is a Psalm for just about anything, for every person going through any circumstance in, in life. And so we've subtitled this series, Facing Life's Emotions, because we experience a ton of different emotions in life. And today I wanna to talk to you about the emotion of fear especially in light of what we're facing, a lot of people are afraid. You know, maybe you, you are afraid of getting the virus. That's, that's a very real fear to have. Maybe you're not so afraid of getting the virus, but you're afraid of maybe transferring it. Maybe you're afraid of a loved one getting it or something like that. Maybe you look at all the, the death numbers and, and, and that is a fear. Maybe you're afraid of death. Um, maybe you're afraid of how this will impact you and your family. Maybe there's a, there's a fear of uncertainty or of losing control of the situation. Maybe you fear losing your job, and a lot of people have lost their jobs. And because of that, maybe you fear uh, not being able to provide for your family. And those are all real fears that we have um, what, if, what have you been afraid of during this time? I'm sure you could think of some things right now as we're going through this. All of us experience fears. You know, fear is a natural response. Every human has fears, and certain fears are good. I just read an article just yesterday online that gave three reasons uh, fear is good. Uh, there are three fears that are good. First of all is fear of God, right? We know that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Uh, the second uh, fear is rapid response fear. That, that's a good fear to have. If your kids are getting ready to run out in the middle of the road, sure, you're, you're afraid for their safety, and so you act upon that, that fear. That's a good fear. And then there's appropriate concern um, if there's something in the future that you're facing that you're afraid of, there's a certain fear that is good that will allow you to plan and prepare to face whatever it is that's coming. Those fears are good. But fear that overtakes us, that overwhelms us, is not good. We are not to become overwhelmed and overcome by fear. As a matter of fact, in, in the Bible, in God's Word, the most used command from God is fear not, or don't be afraid. Those really say the same things. So I want to look today at fear, and I want to look specifically at this psalm, Psalm 23. One of the most beloved psalms uh, in the book of Psalms, and one of the most beloved psalms that was written by David. And he talks about dealing with fear in this psalm. And as we go through this, I want to give you three reasons for us not to fear, okay? Are you ready? Reason number one, we should not fear because God will provide. 
God will provide. You know, I think most of us fear not being able to provide. That's a very real fear. I know I have had that. Or maybe we have a fear of losing what we have, losing certain things. Uh, it's very important that we understand the truth that God will provide. David starts off Psalm 23 this way. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In this psalm, David used the analogy of a shepherd and his sheep. Now, sheep were completely dependent upon the shepherd. They were easily startled. They were easily frightened. And it was up to the shepherd to protect the sheep. It was up to the shepherd to provide safety for the sheep and provision for them. Look, the shepherd took care of his sheep. He led them to still waters so they would not be frightened, so they could drink. He led them to the green pasture so they could eat and so they could, they could rest. And here's the thing. David used this analogy, but he is saying that he sees God as his shepherd, which is big. The Lord is my shepherd. But here's a very important thing, and I don't want you to miss this. He saw the Lord as his shepherd, but he also saw himself as a sheep. David saw himself as a sheep dependent upon the Lord. That's big. That's big for us because we don't like it when we're not in control. We like to be in control of things. We like to make our decisions and make our own paths and, and lead our own way. But it's very important that we, we see the Lord as the shepherd, but we also see ourselves as the sheep dependent upon the Lord. You know, I really wonder if God is trying to teach us something through this. I wonder if God is teaching us to trust in him as our provider and our, and our shepherd during these times. In the Old Testament, as God's people were living in the wilderness and wandering in the wilderness, you know, it really seems like we're in a wilderness type of season now, but as God's people were in the wilderness in the Old Testament, he wanted them to trust in him to provide and he gave them food. He gave them provision enough for, guess how long? One day. One day. That's how he wanted them to see him as, as their provider. And he gave them enough provision for one day so that each and every day they would trust him. He gave them manna from heaven. Uh, when Jesus prayed when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray he said this give us this day our daily bread do you see the double emphasis there on day and daily look in this pandemic in all this chaos I've seen so many people overreact I'm sure you have too you might be one of them who knows I've seen so many people take things to the extreme buying up all they can, hoarding things. Um, there's a real fear that is overtaking people of not having things. 
But the problem isn't in the fact that people want more things. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is that people are not trusting in the Lord to provide for their daily needs. That is the problem. Look, this, Psalms, this psalm right here says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's big. There's an emphasis there that David puts on wants. And there's a difference between our wants and our needs. David said that since the Lord is his shepherd, he has everything he needs. And so there's no need for him to actually want anything. The Lord has got him completely taken care of. And look, God has promised to take care of our needs too. So we need to trust in him that he will meet every need no matter what we go through in our lives. We shouldn't fear because the Lord is our shepherd. We are his sheep and scripture tells us that he knows his sheep. He knows them by name and he loves his sheep. So that's reason number one not to fear is that God will provide. Reason number two is this, God's presence is with us. We shouldn't fear because God is actually with us. He's not some far off distant God through his spirit. He is with us no matter what we go through. And this really goes back to the shepherd and sheep analogy that David used. The, the shepherd goes with the sheep. He didn't just leave the sheep to be by themselves. The shepherd went. He, the shepherd stays with the sheep. And so the Lord is with us. If the Lord is our shepherd and we are his sheep, the Lord stays with us no matter what we go through. You know, I have mostly used this psalm, this one right here, to bring comfort to loved ones after uh, a family member has died. And, and it's such a comforting psalm during those times. But we go through other things too. We go through valleys in this life. And many times... We are surrounded by death. Many times we are surrounded by fear and we don't know what to do. We don't know how to act in that. But the truth is God is with us on the mountaintops and he goes with us in the valleys and he stays with us. Psalm 23 verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Notice how many times in this that David used the pronouns you and your. It, it really, he places the emphasis on God and his presence and who he is and what he's doing. There was no doubt in David's mind that God was with him. You know, David faced many challenges in his life. We seldom read about those. But he had many, many enemies, not only on the outside, but on the inside, trying to bring him down. And many times David became fearful because of this, because of the circumstances surrounding him. You know, maybe you feel like that way today. Maybe you feel like this thing, this season, this difficulty that we're going through is really big and it's surrounding you. Maybe you're afraid because of the magnitude of the situation we're facing. And it is big, but even though David was sometimes fearful, 
he was able to find peace and strength in knowing that no matter where he was or what the circumstance was that he was going through, the Lord was there with him. And look, I love what he says here. Even though he, his enemies were out there, the Lord was out there too. It's not just the enemies that were around David. It was the Lord. And David said that the Lord was preparing a table for him in the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of all the difficulty, in the middle of all the darkness. The Lord was right there preparing a table. He was preparing something good for David even while bad things were happening all around him. Isn't that so good to know this morning? You know, things may look bleak outside, and, and things are bad. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. We may feel like we are surrounded by the enemy, surrounded by darkness, surrounded by difficulty, but the truth is the Lord is preparing a table for you. He is anointing your head with oil. That's how close he is. He's close enough to anoint your head with oil. In the middle of chaos, look, the Lord is working for your good. And we have no reason to fear in our lives because the Lord is here. He is with us even now as we're going through this together. So the Lord is with us. We shouldn't fear because of that. And then finally, this third reason, we shouldn't fear because God's plan for us is good. God's plan for us is so good. You think this is God's plan for us ultimately? No, it's not. This is just a season that we're going through and we have something great to look forward to. I know things look bad out there now and by definition, by our definition, they are. They are bad. But look, that is not God's ultimate plan for us. Ultimately, God's plan, his plan that he has in store for us is good. He has great things planned for us. Even in the midst of a bad situation, God is still working out all things, the scripture says, all things for our good and for his glory. Look at verse 6, and we're going to close after this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, despite the difficulties surrounding David, he knew that God was real. He held on to God. God was his anchor in the midst of difficulty. He knew that God loved him. He knew that God gave him promises, and he held on to those promises. And he went on to say, goodness and mercy will follow him all the days of his life. Look, God doesn't want bad for us. I want you to hear that. God does not want bad for us. He wants good. And that word mercy there is the Old Testament covenant word that means steadfast love. And that made me immediately think of 1 John 4:18. Perfect love casts out fear. Oh, David knew that God's steadfast love was real. And because of that, he was able to face his fears and get through difficult times. And for the child of God, look, better days are ahead. They, they are. We have a bright future. God has goodness in store for his loved ones. And God's ultimate plan is for us to be with him. I know we say that God is with us, and we just talked about that just a second ago, and he is. 
His spirit is always with us. But look, one day, one day, his plan is for us to be with him, for us to be in his house. David celebrated the fact that he would dwell, that means live in God's house, that he would live in the house of the Lord forever. And I thought about Jesus even saying, where I am, you will be also. Look, that is a promise from the Lord that we will be with him. That is his plan. That's why he sent Jesus for us, to die for us, so that we could be with God forever. Let me ask you this. What are you looking forward to right now? I bet most of you, I bet 100% of you would say, well, I'm looking forward to this thing being over, and I'm right there with you. I'm looking forward to things getting back to normal. Maybe most of you, some of you are looking forward to going to the barber or the beauty salon. Look, I don't have to deal with that, so I'm good for that. But I am looking forward to things getting back to normal. I'm really looking forward to the kids uh, getting out of the house and being able to go back to school or to daycare or whatever. I'm really looking forward to those things. But look, God has given us something more more fantastic to look forward to and I don't want you to miss it by focusing on all this stuff going on. God has given us great things to look forward to. He's given us a bright future. He, he has given us a hope that is solid. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Look, if you love the Lord, you can only imagine how great the future will be. So let's hold on to the hope that we have in Christ. Let's hold on to our faith in the midst of fear. Let's not be overcome with fear. Let's anchor ourselves to God and his love because he is our shepherd. We are his sheep. The Lord knows his sheep by name. He loves them. And, and we should not fear because he will provide he is there with us no matter what we go through. And his plans are very good for us. Better days are ahead. They are. So as we close, here's what I want to encourage you to do. This week, probably today, when you watch the news, when you hear the latest headline, if it's bad news, when you start to feel fear creep up, I want you to read this psalm. I want you to read it out loud. Meditate it on it. Read it every day if you need to, and use this time to pause and focus on God. You know, many of these psalms end with this word, Selah, Selah, and it is a beautiful word. It's a word that most um, scholars believe means to pause, to, to stop what you're doing and think on what you just read. So as, as we fight our fears, and we face our fears this week, let's read this psalm. This psalm isn't a prayer. It's a declaration uh, from David to the Lord in the midst of a frightful time. So let's, let's declare this psalm this week to our great God, and then let's pause, and let's get our attention on Him. You know, our world has been turned upside down. And I feel like it's because our world has become too important to us. And God doesn't want that. God wants our focus to be on Him. He wants to be 
the most important thing in our lives. And so let's do that. Let's do that this week and let's turn our attention and our focus upon him. Look, I'm thankful for you today. I do miss you. I am praying for you. And if there's anything you need, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to us here at the church. I'm always available. I love you. I thank you. God bless you.